ABC's podcast series. I'm Annie. I'm Bree. And I'm Cecilia. And we are three women of color hoping to talk about different topics. Um, this is our first episode where we will introduce ourselves and our stories. We are the ABCs because we are taking you back to the basics on racial sensitivity. We hope to promote more awareness and consciousness of the issues faced by minorities. We also hope to bring different perspectives on a variety of topics. Okay, so to start off, we've asked each of us to come up with a list of questions and ask all of us different questions so that you guys can gauge of our personality and we can learn more about each other. So my first question is, if you were gonna die in a year from now, what would you do? Oh my God. I, <laughs> wow, so way to start us off, Annie. <laughs> Um, I guess I probably wouldn't go back to school. I would travel and I would visit people that I would want to hang out with if I only had a year left. Um, you have no money right now. I, I have <laughs> enough money to at least go somewhere. But why are you speaking <laughs> for her pocket? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. What would you right do, Brie? Oh, I would travel, hands down. I would see the world. That's that's what I'm doing. And I'm taking my mama with me. Yeah. What about you, Annie? I also would travel. I'm a huge traveler. Excuse me, traveled. where's the money? Where's the money? <laughs> yeah, where? where? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I've saved my money for my internships and my co-ops. <laughs> so I definitely oh, that was visit all of my friends from my international school. I wouldn't travel in the U.S., sorry. <laughs> See the world. I don't know. I think, I mean, also with this, all this COVID stuff, I'm thinking of all the things that I, you know, always put excuses on and never did. And then now, you know, we're quarantined. We can't really go out. We can't really travel. And I wish I would have done all those things, you know? So I, that's a good question, but it also caught me off guard. You know, what am I dying of from? <laughs> <laughs> the COVID might wipe out the whole population. <laughs> okay, moving on to the next question, which is mine. Um, where is your guys' favorite place in the entire world to go? Jamaica. <laughs> I mean, is that even, I didn't even <laughs> have to think about that one. I am a Jamaican girl to my heart and soul. I love my country. I love being in Jamaica. I love the food. <laughs> I love the music. <laughs> There's, uh, it's unmatched to me. Jamaica is unmatched. I pick New Zealand. I love New Zealand. It's very beautiful there. I also have like a couple of friends that live there, and I every time I go visit them, it's always a different blast. We always do different things. We never go back to the same things. And like for a country to be so small, it offers so much. I've never been. I think for me, I would pick. Uh, Mexico. You know, my family is from Veracruz and, you know, being by the beach, being with family, laughing our asses off all night is where I'd be. I like how you guys both pick your home country. <laughs> <laughs> I think... <laughs> not that, okay, not that Thailand's bad. I like it there, but it's just, I live too close to the equator to enjoy it. <laughs> home is where it the heart hot. is girl exactly right. home is where the heart is all right my question my question so tell me what is your biggest pet peeve hmm. okay i think for me because i come from 
I guess I have to take a step back. Like I grew up in an international school for like, I guess my prime years of like child development. And so when I grew up, I grew up with like a lot of people from multiple different countries from all over the world. And so one of the biggest things that I learned there was like to respect other people um, from their countries and be more open to them because we all understood that we were all different and we all had different backgrounds and ethnic groups. And so one of my biggest pet peeves is when people aren't open to that or respect that you're different because that definitely has happened to me, especially last summer at my internship. I like that. I mean, I, I agree with that. I think respecting others and respecting cultures, different cultures is important. For me, I was gonna say people who chew loudly. Um, if I can hear you chew, I I can't concentrate. Same with typing. If people are typing around me, for some reason, those little noises, I, I can't stop focusing about them. So I think that's my biggest pet peeve, um, just in general. But yeah, what about you, Bree? <laughs> uh, that's also one of my pet peeves. Like, I can't, like, like close your mouth. Please stop chewing so loud. <laughs> like, stop. Um, but I think my biggest pet peeve is kind of something similar to Annie. Like, um, when someone says, like, you're, like, you gave an idea and you, or you gave a thought and then someone rephrases it and, like, says the same thing but didn't acknowledge you or like when you said it, they brushed it over especially when a white male does it it really gets needed like I it's like the one man, of my bits the mansplaining the mansplaining that that goes around I'm like I know I said it like I know what that like how do you how are you explaining to me what I just said that happens to me a lot especially in my work okay my qu next question is, if you could be an animal, what animal would you be? Ooh, easy. I would be a giraffe. So there's a story with this. I have to tell it every time I tell people. So basically, when I was in high school, uh, my friend and I would always hang out together, and she would always make me laugh. She was very funny. And so the way that I laughed, I would always either bump her shoulder with my head or my head would go straight into my palm forward. I don't know. I was always moving around my neck. So then one day she comes up to me and she says, dead ass, she says, you're a giraffe. <laughs> and I didn't understand why. And so then she told me and showed me a video of two giraffes fighting. If you, you go search it, if you've ever seen giraffe fighting, they fight with their necks, their long necks, just like go and wobble everywhere that's basically me laughing okay so whenever you hear me laughing just picture giraffe fighting and that is why I'm a giraffe okay that is my story if you didn't learn anything else Cecilia is a giraffe there you go Brie <laughs> um I would say a lioness I mean I just I think I googled this a couple years ago and I could be completely wrong um my memory's terrible but it was like they're very like protective of like their family and their cub and like you know they go out and they hunt like they hold the home down you know like they you know they're that bee so I'm like yeah lioness like I want to be that bee <laughs> okay I guess for me would also be my favorite animal which is an elephant and I guess one of the main reasons multiple <laughs> but they're one of the world's largest like land animals and they're very smart animals by nature. Um, they have very mad skills. They can do a lot with their trunk. Um, and they're like, <laughs> they're really family oriented. 
and like they can spot out like a cub from literally like 10 20 years ago um that they like lived with but is long distance and that they can tell i guess like notice it by their ears of like other elephants whether or not um they're in their species or they're like an enemy of theirs and that they communicate through vibrations and i think that's really cool i think that's beautiful though that they that they're able to recognize someone that you know they haven't seen in forever another next one. question next question okay so a little bit of background for this so we are all penn state students and we, we are. are all in it we are, <laughs> and so my question is, what made you guys choose the college that you went to, which is Penn State? So why'd you come to Penn State? It was cheaper. Also, huge alumni network. <laughs> I am a huge person of connecting with other people, which, by the way, if you guys haven't heard of Lunch Club, I know I invited you, but... Um, I wasn't invited. <laughs> It's a it's a platform where you can meet new people around the world, and I used it like a month ago. I just joined. It's an invite only like platform where you meet people. They like pair you up through like their AI like technology, and I think it's really cool. But one of the biggest things for me that drive me more than anything was their alumni network. Also, fun fact: I only applied to Big Ten schools. I wish I like you know gave it that much thought. I was like. Penn State, all right, that's what we're doing. That's where I'm going. Um, <laughs> and then, I was like, PSU, I mean, looks nice, so um, that's where I'm going to go. And then once I actually got to Penn State, then I was like, they told me about, like, oh, it's actually, like, a really good, like, school for, like, engineering and the alum network and one of the largest, like, career fairs in the Northeast. I was like, oh oh my god like yes okay I made a right I made the right choice but I didn't put in I was just like Penn State I was living in Philly at the time I was like I'm not staying in Philly okay I'm going to Penn State <laughs> how about you uh, for, for me it was a difficult choice because I had no idea where I wanted to go so I applied everywhere I also applied to a lot of Big Ten schools um Fun fact, I was born in Columbus, Ohio, which is where Ohio State is. Um, and most of my family went to Ohio State, so I'm kind of the black sheep of the family. But I decided to go to Penn State um, because, one, I really liked the campus. It's beautiful, especially in the spring. And then also I got into a scholarship program, the Millennium Scholars Program, uh, which promotes multicultural students or, you know, um, underrepresented students in STEM. So that really drew me to Penn State. So, so yeah, glad, glad to know why everything happens for a reason. I guess going off of that, why did you guys choose engineering? So I was being a little bit of a rebel. Um, they told me that um, no one, well, so my family, you know, I'm from Jamaica and, um, you know, sometimes a little bit more tradition, traditional in quotes. Um, and I was like bouncing around the idea between like doing like medicine or doing like engineering. And my aunt was like, they won't respect a female engineer in Jamaica. So I was like, oh, say less. I'm going to be an engineer and they're going to respect me. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I was introduced to engineering in I think middle school or high school. And right away I was like, okay, 
you know, there's not a lot of women in here. We got to <laughs> increase the amount of representation, not only of women, but also Latinas. And so I wanted to, one, represent and then also be that person for the younger generation. Um, that's why I love mentoring. I love tutoring is being that person for someone else, just as those before me were doing engineering and, and setting the path. So I think for me, it was that. Okay. And um, for me, I don't, I, I've always had a passion of helping other people, but I think that's also one of like our natural human extinct, extinct where instincts where we like want to help out others. But I began like helping out other people with my international, from my international school where we spent the last of the school, Ralph's Weir Week, where we um, chose where we wanted to volunteer at different communities at, in different areas within Thailand. And so like getting the joy to help out other people um, really stuck with me. And so one of the possibilities when I was like looking into different majors was um, engineering was be is because like, oh, you can like create new technologies or new like things and like good consumer goods that people can use every day and that mm -hmm. it will forever change your lives. And for being someone that travels a lot, that's moved so around, moved around a lot like Penn State's my 10th school you notice that like we all live life the same way we all learn same life lessons eventually um so mm -hmm. that's what drives me to come here and specifically I want to stay in the consumer goods industry help out as much people as I can with their everyday lives they're probably think... looking at me like I'm a mess like you guys <laughs> y'all put so much like thought into <laughs> and I'm just here like you know, I'm along for the ride. That's not true. We're professional goals as well. Um, of like my passion of like what to get through. Because I definitely had a down point, especially last semester. I was like crying every day, thinking that it wasn't worth to be in this major. But I also made it so far that it's like I can't really change my major now. I'm in too deep. I think also with engineering, it's difficult for everybody. And seeing everybody who's gone in before us, at least for me, they were so successful. They, you know, got into their dream job. They, you know, were, I kind of put them on a pedestal. And then now going through it, I, I felt the same way. I felt like engineering might not be for me or, you know, it's like difficult, but at the same time, that's what, that's why not a lot of people do it. Right. It's difficult. And that's why, we have to continue doing it of course it's our last year so now you know we just want to be done <laughs> but i also agree with the shared human experience you know those feelings that all humans face one way or another i think is what binds us you know despite all the differences despite all the hate that goes on in the world that shared human experience is so important um, and for me, it was also the environment. I wanted to help out the environment in any way that I could, um, which is through my batteries. Uh, <laughs> shout out to <laughs> doing research on different types of energy storage, but that's what it was for me. Okay. Um, Bree, do you, is it your turn? Whose turn is it for yeah, questions? I, think we I, I feel like ask. I need to say something else. Like, I like, I feel like I should say something else. Like, y'all went no okay. like on your mission and stuff. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> you know my mission in life is to help people <laughs> exactly um, it is 
yeah i really devoted myself to um empowering the minority community in whether whatever shape or form i can help whether it's through mentorship or um, this podcast um i've had a very different experience from a lot of minorities in america um, i grew up in jamaica i grew up in a majority black nation and for me i didn't have the same um well, I didn't grow up with the same uh, like systemic racism and those kinds of those kinds of limitations that you um, that are like enforcing you from like you're young. So when I did come to the United States, um, you know, like the world, like to me, the world was my oyster. Like I didn't like why can't I be a CEO or because I've seen female black female CEOs. So it was like nothing was re- not not nothing was like I could achieve anything I want to, but like literally like the, to me the sky was a limit um so that's me and engineering i don't know why i chose it man <laughs> but i'm in it <laughs> i'm gonna finish it <laughs> i don't know why i chose it but i like the challenge so there's that but uh, i don't think i'll stay in the industry very long Thanks <laughs> <Speech> for that <laughs> <laughs> all right your question Oh, it's my question. I, lost I my think goal. after like this next round, we should ask like, go two more, and then we can talk about like, um, our podcasts and like what do we want to go on moving forward with it. Okay. Insert music. Insert music here. I'm like, I'm trying to pick, <laughs> like pick another. Cause I mean, y'all went so in deep. I was like, oh yeah, like human. I'm just like, I'm just here, like being a mess, and y'all, y'all are like so focused and like, I want to stay in consumer goods. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? I was like, you know what? Let me. I was like, you know what? <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me add a little sprinkle so I don't make myself seem so bad. You're fine, honestly. I don't think you can ever make yourself feel bad. Never. I think we balance each other. We we balance each other out very well because, like, in other questions, you guys, like, with the animal, I was like, oh, I laugh weirdly, you know. Um, I think it's fine. Oh, I was I was gonna ask you, have you ever thought about like trying to make your neck longer? Because in like northern in northern Thai in northern Thailand in uh, Chiang Mai. Like there's a whole like culture of people where they they want to like make themselves more like elongated, and one of the ways that they do it is like every year after a certain age they start putting rings on their neck, and then they like mm-hmm. keep stacking so that their necks like get longer and longer. Anyway, sorry. All right, I thought of my question. All right, so the last question is. Tell me about someone that inspires you. Ooh. Ooh. This is hard. Mm-hmm. Difficult. Does it have to be one person? Does it have, how many people inspire you? I'm joking. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, so <laughs> one person, you know. I think, I mean, Annie, do you have an answer yet? No. I okay. every, every time everybody asks me this, I never know because I don't have one I'd rather be for like a community of people gotcha. well I guess I I do I can speak on one person so for me it's my mom um she you know my parents came from Mexico they 
uh, got their bachelor's in Mexico and came to the U.S. to continue the education because, at least for my mom, her dad, it was very important for her to get her education. So she continued on, and by this point, they had already had my sister. So they had gone through college <laughs> raising my sister, and then seven years later, I came up, and I was like, hello, and I was part of the family. Um, but during that time, while my mom was still going to school, and at the same time, she was pregnant with me, and for me, that's very inspiring because, you know, women can do everything. You know, she was able to get her PhD. She already was raising two daughters, you know, and they had a very successful life, and they still do. So I think my mom and the way that she continues to push through all the different um, uh, obstacles that life has really put in her path um, is inspiring. And, you know, even a couple years ago when people were being very, um, I don't know how to say, like discriminatory, is that a word? Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it is. Well, we know what you yeah. mean. <laughs> so, you know, towards her and, and not appreciating her work despite, you know, whatever else is going on. So, I don't know. I think for me, just pulling through that and going through that is very inspiring to me. Um, I, I think about that all the time because I am also someone who is going to get her PhD, uh, fingers crossed. So, I feel like because she was able to do that, I will be able to too. Well, my answer will be nowhere near that. Like, <laughs> like every time somebody asks me that, or like, you know how like for college essays, sometimes that's a prompt. I literally like, I sometimes like, there was one college application where they answered that, but I didn't really pick a person. And I actually got declined from that university. <laughs> I don't know if it's because of my essay or not, but um, that was the only school I got declined for that I applied to. Anyways, um, I I don't have a particular person. Um, for me, it's more so like a community of people. And I guess like, I don't really have someone that I fully look up to in particular, rather than I have people that I look at that inspires me to work harder and to become a better person and to help them and help people within their area and like just help them perform like become a have a more um, better quality of life and things like that so like I have so I guess I'm kind of unique in a way that I've experienced both like so I guess right now like I'm considered like middle class, but my mom's side of like, so Thailand's a very poor country. And so my mom's side of family, they're all very poor. Um, not like poor compared to like me right now because I'm middle class and I've never really thought about money as an issue. But I know like they've always thought about money as an issue. And every time I go back there to Thailand, like when I first moved there and lived there, they, they didn't have a house at all like the, it was just like sheds um formed up against a bunch of trees and just had them enclosed and um it was very sad to see that for me just because i never thought about 
like poverty in such a way. Um, but like growing, living there for half a decade and a half and like seeing them grow and building their own neighborhood. So background, my mom's family is huge. My mom's mom's one of 11 and she's one of 13. And the whole entire family lives on the same like acres of like farmland. Like we, we have a farm there too. So everybody lives at like each corner of the farm and they all live together. Um, but seeing that and being from that side, when I grow up, like I want to try to help them and be more, live a better quality of life. And that's what strives me going forward. I guess I kind of like jumped around the question, sorry, but I don't really it have like sense. answers. Yeah, it, it makes sense. You know, your family, your, my entire family inspires me, you know, mm -hmm. so it yeah. takes a village. It does take uh, for a village. Me, for me, I would have to say my mother, my mama, <laughs> mommy. <laughs> um, my mother is a single parent, uh, and she tried her best to, you know, give me, like, the best life possible and um, make my life better than how she had it. And um, I've, like, as I grow older, I really am understanding the, like, why she made certain decisions and certain sacrifices that she had to make for me um, um, based on what she thought would give me, like, the best life possible. And I, like, now, as I'm getting older, I'm appreciating my mother even more. And um, it's safe to say that, like, we're best friends. I tell my mother everything. And we're always on the phone from, like, I wake up to I go to sleep. And I'm just like really grateful for all the, like the lessons that she taught me because when I came to the U.S. I came alone. Well, I moved to my aunt's house, but you know I didn't come with like my mom and uh, my granddad. It was just like me going to my aunt's house, and um, I really had to, you know, like she gave me like the training wheels were off basically, and um, I had to put into action all the lessons that she taught me. And I don't know, like, I'm telling you, like, as I'm getting older, I'm, like, appreciating my mother way more. All right, so that's all the questions we have for you guys today. And I hope you guys got a glimpse of, into our personalities. And just a reminder, this is the ABCs from Women of Color. And so I'm going to give you guys an idea of the scopes of topics that we're going to cover, which will range from current events to uncomfortable topics that has helped shape us who we are and our experiences. Um, we'll try to do weekly releases. Yeah. And our next topic will be minority women in the media. <laughs> and if you guys have any suggestions, feel free to email us at abc.womenocolor at gmail.com. And definitely follow us on Instagram. It's easy. It's abc.woc. We'll see you next time. This is Annie. This is Bree. And this is Cecilia. Bye. Bye. See ya.